You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, The Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, The Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. All right, it's All-Star Edition. All-Star Edition of Dirty Mo Doe. Cup cars are still racing, but non-points event. I'm your host, Steve Letard. I got old legalized marinara chopper front and center. Hey. That's a nice t-shirt. like that, huh? Brooklyn South. Oh, man, I got good pizza. They do. Look at the pearly whites on that face. Hey, Professor, that's a big smile. What are you so happy for this How's early in the morning? I'm just happy to be here. All-Star Week. All-Star Week. We're going to get to that in a minute. So the All-Star is a little bit difficult this week. It's a, a track we haven't seen cup cars on in a long, long time. Uh, but let's take a quick review, right? We're coming off from the old Goodyear 400. William Byron goes to victory lane at Darlington after a wreck fest and a call out of Ross Chastain by Rick Hendrick and Kyle Larson and everyone else in the Chevrolet camp, it seems like. Uh, so there's a few things I want to go through. The first thing is we had a big conversation last week about live betting and um, buyouts. So I'm going to call out Dan on Twitter because he sent this to me. This is A+. plus. He had a bet. All right, Chop, here you go. He had Ross Chastain at 11 to 1. He cashed out for 4 to 1 live in the middle of the race. Nice. He did the same. These are both on DraftKings. He did the... Um, uh, he, he didn't send me the screenshot of the other, so I'm just going to give him the Chastain credit because I have proof of that one. So for the listeners, we had this conversation last week. So this is a DraftKings-specific thing we think at the moment. Other books might have it. I haven't seen it. But basically, you take a bet to win. Ross Chastain, 11-1. to 1. You can ride it all the way to the finish. If he wins, you win. But Ross Chastain was running really good. So DraftKings kind of, it's almost like a buyout on a parlay. That's why this is interesting to me, Chop, because I've seen it on multiple bets, but never a single bet. And they're yeah. basically saying, hey, man, we're going to give you four to one right now if you cash out. So Dan on Twitter cashed out um, and he made some money. I think that's pretty solid. I like that. That's a good way to hedge your bets, right? Well, that well, that's what I want to go with, hedge your bets. So that's an interesting way to hedge. Uh, a lot of ch- lot of chatter, Chop, on your, on your bet card because there's uh, seven different winners. So take us through your your concept. 
we we pick the seven guys by analyzing the data and who think we're who who we think is going to run good. What was uh, Darlington race eleven, Russ? Of the year, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen weeks. Chops missed the winner only once. We won't review when that was. First kickoff, Daytona, Ricky Stenhouse. He's still sorry about that. Uh, but so he's twelve weeks in a row uh, in a row of picking the winner. So Chop, explain how you get to seven or eight different winners and how the math works. But what I'm trying to do is. <clears throat> Um, pick the six, six or seven guys that have the most likely chance to win, then drill down into those and pick the two or three that, that are really the favorites for me and put more units on the favorites or the more, um, more likely to win, right? So that could be not just by the odds, but by who we think is going to win, right? So this last week, it was uh, Hamlin and uh, Truex. We felt were strongest. Um, do you have the bet card in front of you? I don't have it. Yeah, and Larson. You had Hamlin, Larson, and Truex as your three you know, big, big bets. Yeah. So basically, we put more units on them, expecting them to win. But then we wanted to hedge the full, um, the total amount that we bet on to win race. So we had like 20 units bet on the total. So what we wanted to do is pick the other guys that we considered second-tier guys and put some money on them so that in case a Chase Elliott wins, um, it, it would cut back the total amount of investment we made. So if our three guys didn't win, if if Larson, Hamlin, and Truex didn't win, and a guy like uh, Elliot would win, what he even though we wouldn't cover the whole amount that we bet or get a positive, we cut significantly into our loss. So if we hadn't had Elliot, and, and if he, had he won, we would have lost 17 units. If he won, we were going to lose four. So that was kind of the strategy. It basically is a way. I'm not a big winner better. I do that mostly for this because it's entertainment. Most people want to know who's going to win the race. They like to bet on who's going to win. I don't think that's, I don't, you know, that to me is we're doing, honestly, from a betting perspective, it's more for the podcast than anything. Um, and it's a way to, to have a number of drivers to root for. And if you get a guy like Hamlin last week when he won, you know, we end up with 30 plus units. So there was a situation where we bet heavier on Hamlin, still had the hedge bets in there, but the, the, the guy we thought would win won. So it ends up plus 30 some units for the, for the total. So if you look at from here, I mean, we're over, I think, 35 units up on picking the winner, the way that our strategy works. Now we've yeah, happened to hit the winner each week. It hasn't always been the most highest unit, unit played guy. In some cases, it's the lower guy. Right. But it helps cut into the loss. In that. So two things for the year, all bets, you think you're nor what what are you for the year? You think about 40 up now, 40 units up Darlington specific. You had Hamlin to win Larson win tricks. Byron won. Yeah. You won 21 and a half units on the Byron bet because he won. Right. Uh, You had 20 in play. You take the Byron bet out that 1750. So you were plus like four units, five units. That's in right. just your if you just bet your winning box, you know these seven drivers with the match your units. That was a plus four and a half unit strategy to have those seven drivers. That's right. Yep. And, and I don't know about Byron, you, but Byron wasn't my hedge guy. It was a hedge guy, right? Yeah. He wasn't, right. He was a hedge I was guy. Expecting him to win. And now, if Hamlin won or Truex or Larson, then we would have been significantly higher. And Larson was speaking also of because his odds were so bad. Yeah, his odds were so bad. I was going to call you out and say the big loss of the day was really Denny Hamlin. We don't know what happened. It was Mother's Day. I wasn't really watching the first hundred laps of the race. I heard he got into the wall maybe with some fluid early, but he was just uh, man. He was on a milk carton. My man yeah, was missing good. an action. Yeah, it wasn't good. 
<laughs> I got nothing to say about it other than it wasn't good. Happens. That's the Darlington Bet card. All right, All Star Week. We're going to jump right in. Normally, we talk about the predictor, who we think is going to predict, or or what the math says, who's going to run good. Listen, it's at North Wilkesboro, five eighths mile, last paved in 1981. The thing is old and worn out. Um, so throw away anything you're going to think about that track exactly. You could look a little at Richmond. That's a kind of a worn out short track, but even even that chop three quarters mile has a little banking. So, Professor, let's talk about what we're going to see this week before we get into the bets. There is a couple events that you can wager on. There is the All Star Open chop for the drivers not already qualified for the All Star race. You can bet the Open. It is a 100 lap race. With one extra set of tires, no rules about when you use a set of tires, put them on whenever you want. Lap 40, there's going to be a yellow. We know that. And they're going to take the top two. That's important now. Listen for the listeners, top two. So if your guy's running second with four or five to go, he's not going to risk a move for the win because second puts you into the big show. Top two in a fan vote. So let's talk about just the open, Russ. Just the open professor because we have open numbers. And I think it allows us to talk about some drivers we don't normally talk about because, as you can imagine, the monster names are all in the big show. So let's talk about open. Here we go. As I click over, Josh Berry, a heavy favorite at plus 375, not because he has experience, as much may think, at um, North Wilkesboro. We asked him. He has none, but because he's driving a Hendrick car, and Hendrick continues to put four cars in the All-Star race time and time and time again. Gibbs is second at 400, Priest 450, Amarola 450 or 500. The challenge is, like I said, second will be good enough for these guys. So betting the win can be very dangerous. So we also pulled some top three odds. Everyone's plus money top three, which is a little interesting. Barry's plus 135, Gibbs plus 140, Priest 160, Amarola 160, and so on and so on. So, Professor, I know you don't have your predicting model, but just you you watch all these races. You look at all these stats. Who jumps off the sheet at the open? Who Without a model, give me the old... Let, let's go back old school. No computer model. Let's go redneck professor model. When you look at the names, you know we're going to North Wilkesboro. Who do you think has a chance? Who should we be on? Well, of course, Josh Berry, like you talked about. In Hendrick equipment, he's a short track guy. Came from short tracks. This this lines up for him, of course, in my opinion. Then I think you have to look at Ryan Priest next. What he did at Martinsville was so impressive when he led with the first 130 laps of that race. And then um, Ty Gibbs with with JGR equipment, um, you know, I expect him to be good too. And he's been good on the, this type of, of track, maybe not in the cup series, but you know, this is, is more like, I, I see this as more as like in an Xfinity field, right? Like, so with all the big names out of there, um, Gibbs is the next, next guy in line. So how about this job? Let's talk numbers for a minute. Forget names. There's 16 drivers in the event. Okay. I'm just going to do this purely off past performance and equipment. I'm going to take Balicki, Yaley, Ty Dillon, and Ryan Newman solidly out of the chance to run on the top three. Last year, I would have said LaJoy, but he's been good enough at times, bad on the short tracks, though. So I could even argue maybe a LaJoy out on the top three. He's lobbying, now you're down to a, he's lobbying for that fan vote hard, too. So And, he, he, and he's lobbying he might, for I know something. <laughs> oh, that's great info. So now... <laughs> Follow me here, guys, right? So that's 16 drivers. I just eliminated five. Now you have 11 guys for the top three. I mean, that's really what you're talking about. Forget winning for a minute. Just talk, talk about 11 guys for the top three. 
And I mark my words. Who do I think is going to run good? Professor just said, those are going to be your fast cars. But if you F up when you put that last set of tires on, or maybe you don't mess it up. Maybe someone else just gets dumbass lucky. Maybe they save their last set of tires and they get a 15 to go yellow. It'll, it'll be lights out, dog. Brand new tires at North Wilkesboro. You're going to be in friggin' turbo versus everyone else. You're going to drive right through a very small field. So you do get an overtime restart, one shot at it. So let's talk about these names who are having good years, Professor, and it's purely a numbers match. Ready? Gilliland, 500 for a top three, five times your money. Burton, after a monster run at Darlington, three and a half times. Haley, four and a quarter. Smith, uh, 500. Gregson, 340. McDowell, 425. I mean, that's a group of guys with multiples on your money. You know, if you took three of them, you need one to cash to break even. So first, I'll, let's let's ask the gambler. Chop, is that, you know, because listen, you're going to have to have something to go during the middle of the day. You're going to be bored. You're going to be firing away. So, you know, wh- what's your approach to this race? You just try to hit the winner and move move on. You try to pick some mid-tier guys for a top three, cheer them on. What do you want to do? Man, it's tough. I don't know. I I, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a wreck fest at the end, right? I mean, I think it's a total crapshoot. I think it feels like a super speedway in a sense that it's going to be all or nothing. These guys trying to get in. There's no cost if they don't. So you get down to those last couple laps. I think it's just going to be melee. So it's hard to, I mean, I don't know. So my, my sense is I think I'm going to take a few of those big names. If you're getting plus money at top three, throw those in there to have something to watch. You know, I don't know. A very light week, I think, all in all. I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, I like, um, I think, what, what are, what's Gillen's short track numbers, Professor? Because Gillen's had a pretty good year. Better than I thought he should run in that car, but but you know don't let me steer away, you know, because short this is I'm gonna look at it like a short track because it is I don't know how else to look it's an old worn out short track good luck. Yeah, yeah well he's been top fifteen in two of the last three, but you gotta gotta imagine that top fifteen is is like a top three when you take out all the, all the good guys right. So I like Gilliland at plus 500 for a top three. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's a hammer. I'm not saying gently. Yeah, it's our little unit on it. Have a good time. I like. Um, what's, Corey, what's Corey's number? 700. For a top three? Yeah. That might be worth a little something. And then it comes what's down Gibbs? to uh, Gibbs is plus 140. Big favorite. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you take Barrier Gibbs to win? Or priests, you know, and my because my point is back to my point. Seconds good enough. That makes us very dangerous because you know you can have Gibbs with a better car running Barry down with five to go, and he if he's got twenty car lengths to third, guess where he's going to go? He's going to follow him across start finish line in second, and everyone's going to cheer except for you, the better with the car that said you needed him to win. You're sad. Team's good. Chop. What do we What do we talk about a lot in football? We love when the coach. And our financial interests are aligned. We don't like when you get a, you know, disenfranchised is never good. So for that reason, I probably am avoiding all-star open winner altogether because they don't need to win. So my strategy on this, we're going to move this right along and bet some top threes. I don't hate Barry Gibbs top three. I'd have to wreck to not be in the top three. Those guys are going to be fast as can be. And then if you wanted to put like, you know, so you take a Barry Gibbs freeze top three, and then you take a Burton something, you know, I think you could get four or five names for the top three, and hopefully you get a multiplier. Yeah, what same thing. Those, if you can find a little parlay somewhere, get a little better action on those guys, maybe. Ooh, that's a good Two idea. Now, I would love a yeah, I would you love know, like a Barry like Gibbs 
Barry Gibbs or a Barry Priest or a or yep. listen, if you're ever going to have the exacta and the trifecta in all these different books, the trifecta of Barry Gibbs and Priest one, two, three would be fun to talk about. So, yeah. hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with Indy car racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinaro. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing. The Indianapolis 500. All right, let's move to the big show then. Uh, 200 laps, three sets of tires, but a little bit of rules. You got to use, you can only use one set after the halfway break, which means you use a set in the middle probably, probably a set at halfway. And when you put that last set on can make a big difference, just like in the open. Um, I don't know how you handicap it, but let's just talk about who's the favorite and whether you should be betting the favorite, because I agree that this is, let's just say it like it is. It's, it's a pretty big show. Right. Like, so Larson's won the last couple short tracks. Uh, he's your favorite at seven to one. He has won the all star race a couple times. So, you know, never bad to bet against Larson. A little bit of checkers or wreckers type thing. How do they set um, the? Do they have qualifying for this? Was yeah. So let's talk about that. that. So, what they do, oh, we should have talked about that in the open. So, the open is purely off a of pit stop. That's right. it. Huh? Your pit stop is how you line up. You do a pit That's stop on like Friday night. That's why you like Barry even more. That's one yeah, reason right. why. What's the sevens pit crew? They seem to have one of the better pit crews this year as They're well. They're better this year for sure. So my point, Chop, is a pit stop on Friday afternoon, evening, sets the lineup for the open. A pit stop sets the lineup for the heat races, for the all-star race. So you still got around a 60-lap heat. So I'm putting less value on the pit stop because I think there's enough racing for it to kind of blend out over time. Um. But What's it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, so like 20 seconds? Uh, or? Uh, five eighths of a mile, a little faster than Martinsville. It's going to be like 21 seconds, I bet. Yeah, somewhere in that 20, 21 second range. Yeah. Yeah. Probably slows down two there? and a half will seconds. Will be passing? Um, they're probably going to beat the out of each other to go around. Or, yeah. or there's two ways you're going to pass there. You're going to move a guy off the preferred groove. Or your tires are going to gain, keep grip longer than the guy in front of you, and he's going to burn his rear. Like when you watch a late model race, there normally, and I hate to say it like this, but it's a kind of a ride around tire conservation type race. You literally just ride around saving rear tires until it's time to go. Now this would be a little different because they have more tires. I really think this race comes down to when they put their tires on. I just really believe it. Like, and for that reason, I think a guy like Keselowski could be dangerous. Never won the all-star race. So I think he's going to go there and be the fastest. Look, look, I don't. But, you know, could he, you know, he's a clever driver, right? Is he, is he man enough to say, listen, guys, we don't have the car today, but we just don't have it. We don't have to worry about running okay. There's no points. Brad's the type of guy, you know, Logano's crew chief's the type of guy to say, you know what? How are we going to win with the worst car? Or not the worst car, it's a bad line. How are we going to win with a car that we don't think is capable of winning? Do something different. Don't pit. Save that set of tires. Get a lucky yellow at the end of the race or something. You know, so for that reason, back to your original statement, I think this is a low action week. I don't think you can handicap it. I think. Listen, who do I think win the all-star race legitimately? Larson, Byron, Harvick, Bell, Truex, Chastain, Elliot Hamlin, Kyle Busch. Have you, have you heard a name you don't think could win, Professor? Because I think any of them could win. No, I think they can all win. I'd like to see a bet on who's going to take Chastain out. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
you know, you could put now, six or seven guys up there and just see who who's the guy that takes him out because I don't think he has a chance. This is their one chance <laughs> to really give him a shot. So I hear you, but if I am any of those other teams' crew chiefs, don't waste your shot here. This don't hurt. Yeah, true. I guess it don't hurt. There's no points. It doesn't no, hurt them, like, though, if they get caught up in it. You know. Now, that's a great point. You're not wrong. But, I, you know, listen, I'm the guy that now I'm, listen, I am rude. But I'm the guy that's sitting in the bushes and waiting until the second round of the playoffs. And I'm going to ship you when it hurts the most. Be like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, got loose. Oh, yeah. Woo, man, just got loose. <laughs> well, we haven't hedged really worth a damn here today. So what are we going to pick for the winner? Very little action. Splinkle around. I mean, there's tw- there's a it's a big field. There's 21 cars already. They'll start 24. So so did you go through the, fo- the whole format? Because I think we'll be able to know who's really good on Sunday. Because you'll have heat races by then. You'll have. I think the books will lock. The books are going to lock at the heat race. Okay. I would be shocked if the books open post heat race. Okay. They well, may. It's going to be interesting to know. Um, we haven't. I haven't found anything in any of the books telling us that. But normally they lock during qualifying. Say qualifying is like on a Saturday. They lock on qualifying and they reopen sometime Saturday night or Sunday morning. But with the heats, they're only. When are the heats? Sixty laps each. When. Saturday night. So so the books will reopen. So the heats will run on Saturday and the books will reopen Sunday. So Chop, I think what we what you should do, and I agree with what professor's selling here, is we're gonna watch the heats. Now look, if you think you for some reason, if you're a Blaney fan or a Keslowski fan or a Reddick fan or a Bubba fan, these are all guys that are longer odds at like 22 to 1, take them now. Because their odds aren't gonna go up. Like as in worse. The only thing that's going to happen is, is if say Reddick wins a heat race, you're not getting him at 22 to one, right? He's going to be like five to one all of a sudden or seven to one. So my, my strategy, if you listen to this podcast, is if your driver, your favorite driver, you're going to bet him because it's entertainment and you want to cheer your guy on, you're going to love him. And your guy is outside of the 12 or 14 to one range. You should take the bet before the heat races. Because if you're going to bet him anyway, bet him now. Because the only thing that's going to happen to a guy like Keselowski is you're going to get crappier odds if he runs good or wins the heat, I see both of you nodding, right? So this is, we all yep. agree, this would be your strategy. Now, if you love Larson, there is a chance his seven to one could go to three to one if he wins his heat. So it still could happen. But if Larson has a little issue in the heat, you know, you might get the seven to one back to 10 to one. You know, you might get a little long. I think it's a coin flip what's going to happen at the top. Chop, you watch odds as good as anybody. You think that's yeah. fair what you've seen with odd movements? Yeah, but with Larson, it's, you're not going to go from seven to 10. I mean, even if he, has an issue, you know, he's more likely to, it's more, way more likely he's going to go from seven to three and a half than there it is go. to go from seven to 10. Right. But I think you're right on the longer shot guys. They, there's the ones that can move them, right? The, the favorites are going to be the favorites and they, they're only going to get better. I don't see them going significantly worse. Um, after the heats, I got a name I want to talk about and we're going to use it because it's not a points race this weekend, but Chase Elliott used to be a favorite every week because of his popularity and his speed. You know, you can get him at 14 to 1 at DraftKings. Man, that I mean, I know his on track probably calls for that, Professor. But those are some longer odds for Chase Elliott than we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. And he's been he's been good on short tracks. He he ran that um late model race last night, um, finished third, won won a stage. 
Um, I, I think he's that's a good value pick right there. I mean, I have to agree. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. He probably has the most experience of anybody at at North Wilkesboro too. You know, smoked him in a a, a late model race. You know, ten years ago. Like, I, it's it's gotta it's gotta translate, right? I mean, I can't hurt, right? It's yeah. not like these guys are gonna get a ton of practice. So, it, you know, do I think the cars drive way different? I do, but when you talk about a track as old and worn out as North Wilkesboro with bumps and ripples and and you know, it's gonna be like a Easter egg hunt for grip. You know, what does he find in a late model that he knows he can run his left side tires, you know, four inches lower? Because that's how good these guys are. Off turn two, saves his left rear tire a little longer. And not just what he's learning, but to your point, Professor, he's out there with some, like, don't shy away from them late model guys. They're good. They're all really good. Maybe he'll follow somebody who has got more laps at Wilkesboro and learn something. You know, like, he'd be the first to admit that he's he's always trying to learn. So, I mean, that that odd jumps out. Let's talk about strategy. It's kind of the same thing. It's a shorter field of 21 cars, but I don't think top three or top five, like, it's the same 21 monster drivers that are going to probably fill a top five each week. So I just don't, that's why there's no top 10 odds. Cause there's only 21 cars. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little s- sulky after our top three and top five performance last week's <laughs> job. I just don't see it. No, I don't either. I think I'm just going to pick a few guys to win and watch it for fun. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, there's some groups out there. I mean, they're all just coin flips today. I have nothing to, you know, listen, normally we come on here and we try to give you a, um, you know, professional opinion. Here's my professional opinion. The good cars are still going to be good. It's an old wore out racetrack. The, the restriction in tires and rules make it funny. And we always get an all-star story. Don't we professor like in Michael Walter bringing in 96 from the open. We had Casey Kane winning from the open. Uh, we have Kyle Larson who had won from the open. You know, these are guys that, you know, if gambling was prominent back then, nobody would have been talking about Michael Waltrip in 1996. Zero chance. Yet he passes his brother and Dale Sr. and goes on to win the, the you know, the All-Star race. What makes this race so much fun is it is very hard to predict. So as a fan, I think you're going about it the right way. I think you need to sprinkle a little bit of stuff in, uh, sit back and relax. But it's a good time of the year because we've got the All-Star race next week on the pod. If you like racing uh, globally, tune in because we're going to talk for sure the 600 for sure the indy 500 uh we might start talking a little about formula one because it's been an interesting season and i think there's it's been a little easier to handicap because it's been dominated um so a lot of good stuff coming i think drew parker is going to join on one of these weeks he keeps i keep he wants to be on uh but we got to get a little more organized with our time we okay so producer trap took that personal producer trap took that let let me start over my buddy Drew Parker is going to join us, but me needs to be a little more consistent with my time. Trav took that boy. I'm gonna tell you, I didn't know that was a tough <laughs> spot for old Trav over there, but he come right out of woo, come in hot. Uh, that's it. I don't listen. It's a quiet week. You got anything else, Chop? Chop, you're a little. You okay? You're a little quiet. Yeah, rough night. GG tournament yesterday. Had it in my grips. I lawn chaired myself the whole way. It was awful. Oh, he did. You didn't Rick awesome. Allen and launch here, did you? Did you call the win and then do it, or did you just launch here? No. You know, here the funny thing came up yesterday. I'm playing with Ricky, and the first hole, he hits a putt, or second hole, he hits a putt, goes right up to the thing. He's, oh, that's short. And then he rolled just barely over the lip and in. So what's a reverse Rick Allen? Maybe we call that a Stenhouse. <laughs> that's like, a, that could be. That's the Stenhouse. 
<laughs> what happens? Well, when you think you missed it and win it anyway, that's like a Stenhouse. You Stenhoused yourself. Yeah, there you go. So I did give this one. Uh, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or text messages. I think it was text message. Um, somebody said we should give a lawn chair award each week. They said, yeah. like, we should come in here and we should be like, listen, the lawn chair from Darlington is, you know, Larson, Love that. Or, you know, so, so the lawn a, chair. Let's get the a lawn chair. chair. Yeah. Put their uh, die cast on the on the lawn chair. Oh, that's what we need. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get a, a shelf behind with a little fold open lawn chair. And we're going to put your die cast in it. Oh, this is growing. This I'm is pretty growing. sure it was Truex last week. And then we should have a Rick Allen beside it for the early calls each week. The Rick Allen, Allen, a big bubblehead of Rick Allen. No, we don't need that. No, oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Hold on. Did you just say the lawn chair was Martin Truex Jr.? Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. That just proves the award works because honesty is honesty. And my man yep. Truex was flying. And listen, here's the thing. I like the aggression. I know it didn't work, but he's normally so polite. I like it. Elbows up Truex is my one of my new favorites. Let him grind out there and beat and bang with these guys. I love it. All right, the Launcher Award coming. Indy 500. Hey, Chop, you got any uh, PGA bets? PGA Championship up at Oak Hill? I haven't looked at it. I've been busy. Got nothing. I didn't even do with DraftKings this week. So I'm going to tell you, I'm slow, so I'm not going to do any full tournament bets, but that probably won't slow down. I got a flight tonight to Indianapolis. I'll probably sit on there and figure out some good Friday matchups for the plush green Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it is tough. I've never played it. I walked it uh, back when they were there, when they were there, like 15 years ago, maybe. I went there with a buddy of mine from Rochester, and they have a split tee on 1 and 14. And I'm going to tell you, you you could stand there all day, and every guy that misses the fairway, it bounces, bounces, and when it disappears, it's gone. Like that oh, rough yeah. is, I mean, no fun. Shoes. <clears throat> oh, it's awful. So, all right, tune in next week. We're going to have Indy 500. We're going to have the Coke 600, maybe some F1. We're going to give away our first official lawn chair of the week next week. Um, that's going to be spectacular. Uh, tune in all weekend long, though, because there's heats, there's pit stops. There's going to be a lot of updates. We're going to keep firing on our Twitter about it all. Um, Joppa put his bet sheet out on Sunday. Yes, sir. How about the bracket challenge? Who's winning our little uh, internal bracket challenge? I only got one driver left, so I quit I quit looking. Yeah. Mm. I can't physically get there from here. You know how like you like, how is it? I can't even get, I can't even see the finish of my bracket. My bracket's awful. I did get a buddy of mine though. Um, a, a friend of my son's dad, he's in the bracket and he sent me a text and he said, still got three of my four finalists alive in my bracket. That's a pretty monster. Yeah. If he's got three spot. or four left. Good for him. Well, okay. interesting. Professor's very quiet. They talk about it. Even, yeah. you know, the head-to-heads, they're they they understand where it's at, and they're oh, I love it. <laughs> at least they beat this guy, right? Oh, I love it. And, and I love it. DH backdoored Larson last week. What's that, Trav? Oh yeah, he said Caesars put the matchups matchups specifically from the Denny Hamlin bracket challenge. Oh, there you go. It's about time. Oh yeah, they were they were matched up. It was great. And you could parlay those. You know, sounds like Travis really from a guy that didn't know much about gambling. He's got a lot of terms over there. All of a sudden we started this pod. He was, he was, how's this work? How's that work? Now he's over there. Got bet slips stacked up on the desk and he's trying to figure out what he's supposed to do next. So Caesars, you can parlay the matchups. All right. Well then I think we should check Caesars about the parlay for the top three in the opens. That's going to be our homework. Trav, that would be a fun one. Has junior picked up on the gambling? I know he was a slow starter. He had, so he likes football. 
he's a big Washington football guy. So he he does all these silly prop bets on football. But you know he's an owner, so oh, so he's yeah. precluded from any action. So he doesn't do any racing. Um, he doesn't really even do any football. You know, he'll put like a one dollar over rushing yards, and I kind of laugh. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh man, that one dollar. He roots it But that's the thing. For a dollar, this is my point <laughs> about entertainment. This is gambling 101. Here you go. My buddy Dale Jr. loves football. He's going to watch the Washington game if he's not on air. Loves it. But I'll get a random text at 3.30 or eh, probably later. 7.30 on a Sunday after we've got home from the race. And he's like, I just needed one more reception in that Tennessee Titans game. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, like <laughs> he's got some some he loves a prop bet and he loves a prop bet like grouped together like a parlay prop. I'm like, man, that's some degenerate wow. stuff. Wow. Okay. They're usually heavy odds like a dollar. I think I've seen a five dollar. I think I've seen a bet five bucks. So, so that's really the principle of the whole thing. So, yeah, no, he's he's definitely that. You wait when we get the football season. This pod's gonna have to have a couple episodes because we're gonna be gonna be racing and football. Oh yeah, great. Can't go wrong. All right, that's it. Another dirty mode dough. Tune in. Uh, we got actions detrimental. Denny Hamlin every week. Which tr- let's be honest, we don't tune in for Denny. We tune in for uh, the co-host. Slowly becoming famous all Jared across the Allen. world. His head's getting yeah. bigger. I saw him yesterday. His, his head was looking a little bigger. I like it. I oh. like it. I like it. All right. Well, listen, it's y'all still race. It's North Wilkesboro. We have no idea what's going to happen. Anybody who thinks they does is crazy. The drivers don't even know. Put some bets in. Sit back. Have a couple cold beers. Watch and have a good time. This is another episode. Dirty Mode Doe. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.